Resilience is accepting your new reality, even if it's less good than the one you had before. You can fight it, you can do nothing but scream about what you've lost, or you can accept that and try to put together something that's good. That is a quote by Elizabeth Edwards. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 71. Before I get into this week's episode, I would just like to thank you for making my first book, From a Mess to Amazing, Seven Steps to Create the Life You Deserve, a success. It launched January 7th, and it has been doing very, very well. And for those of you who have purchased the book, I would like to offer you the complimentary workbook at no cost to you. Please go to my website from a mess to amazing.com and just put in your information and there you can download the workbook. I will soon be announcing my tour dates and tour cities for the book. So please stay tuned for that. The topic of this week's episode is step, step, jump. My guest this week is Annabelle Quintero. Annabelle is a speaker and a coach. From an early age, she was attuned to the challenges that people face in their pursuit of economic opportunities and wanted to advocate on their behalf. After graduating with a bachelor's in political science, Annabelle moved to New York City to model and perform with the hip-hop acclaimed dance groups like Rocksteady Crew and learned about investing and worked on Wall Street. Annabelle is a September 11, 2001 survivor, escaping the 46th floor of the One World Trade Center. After becoming a mother, Annabelle later returned to Seattle. She fulfilled a childhood dream of becoming a candidate in the August 2018 primary election for Washington State District 34. Annabelle is currently working on her book about her 18-year untold story of surviving September 11th. Hi, Annabelle. Welcome to Trina Talk. Oh, thank you for having me, Trina. Thank you for being here. You're like my new friend. We were in California (laughs) together last week, and it was amazing. It was. It was so tremendous. (laughs) It was. I mean, and I'm just, I'm happy and I'm honored to meet you and know you. And you're just, you're the reason why I do this podcast, because I want it to inspire and impact specifically other women. But we do have male listeners on Trina Talk and the men have complained and said that they wanted, you know, they wanted a piece of the action. So we do have That's men great. on the show. Absolutely. Yes. We love them. <laughs> yeah. So we love the men. But I want to talk to you because you are doing some 
great things in your life. And you also have, have a great story to tell. So why don't you tell the listeners who you are, what you do today, and, and who's Annabelle? Sure thing. Well, wow. Um, right now, today, what I am very focused on is just modeling um, what it looks like to be courageously vulnerable. And it's been a journey. I've, I've worked and done so many, I've pursued so many different dreams, but now I feel that um, so many folks are struggling with uh, trauma and healing. And so I feel like I've been called to share my story and in some ways um, model uh, how difficult and painful it is to share our story, but also that there is just so much relief and growth and love there at the same time so that uh, other folks can take those steps as well. Okay. So how are you sharing your story? Do you have a business? Do you go out and speak to people? How are you exactly getting that story out? And are you um, focused on a certain demographic or are you looking for just anyone who is in that trauma space? Um, that's a good question. Um, mostly speaking, doing interviews, and also um, providing more, I'd say, open type of group settings and conversations, whether they're workshops. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be only in the trauma uh, realm. Um but I feel that that's a space where we need more dialogue and we need more understanding of that dynamic and how um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is feeling that I cannot do something because I am not quote unquote healed and how that has held me back because I've been waiting to be healed. And then I realized we're all on this healing evolution. So let's just do this together. And it's okay that we have PTSD or it's okay that uh, our memories are triggered in intimate situations or, um, you know, we have to work through it. So uh, any of those spaces where there's either a sexual trauma or um, even possibly an act of war, uh, that as well. But, um, you know, everyone has a traumatic story. And so I'm really just trying to create that safe space for them to share and then for us to take that journey together. I'm glad you said that everyone has a traumatic story because we do. And it's funny. <clears throat> and before you get into your story, I know, um, your story, but, um, which was traumatic and we're kind of connected, so to speak, because of that. Um, but yes, we are. yeah, but I've had a traumatic um, childhood from my upbringing and a, a abusive mother that I had. And just like you, you wonder about telling your story because for years I didn't tell my story because I thought people would think I was lying. Oh, Yes. You know, I, I thought people would not believe me because who would believe that a mother would treat their child such a way that I was 
a victim of. So for years, I didn't say anything. And so finally, now I have gotten to the place where I have healed and I'm able to tell my story. So um, that's just amazing what you say about trauma. And I'm so glad that you are doing the work that you're doing, because in my way, I'm doing the same kind of work as far as from what I've experienced. So um, I'm glad about that. But go into your story and, and tell us about your traumatic incident and how you've come to the place you've come to today. Sure. Um, well, I, wow, I've had so many different journeys and it's so easy to talk about the inspiring journey, right? Or telling someone, yes, you know, we need more women to run for office or yes, go out there, especially young ladies who are looking to model or be a dancer. And, and, um, and I love sharing those stories and encouraging anyone on their journey. Um, but my story has really been a secret. I've, I've been silent about it for about 15 years. I broke silence and now it's 18. And I am finally able to share that I'm a September 11th survivor. I worked on Wall Street and would, worked at a hedge fund. And I worked uh, on the 46th floor of the One World Trade Center. And so for me, um, that day, I just remember that day as this sunny, beautiful September day. And I was running late. and trying to get into the office and beat my boss in and then get the portfolios ready for the stock market. And uh, I remember sitting there at my desk and reading the paper and then just feeling something just fall on the building. And I jumped and I ran to the window to look out what building fell on us. And there was no building that was larger than us or that fell over or toppled over us. And then it, the whole building started shaking like an earthquake. I mean, it was unreal. Um, I, I'd never been tossed around like that and um, ran to the door and trying to figure out what to do and looking down under the desk. And I looked up and the office that was once all shiny and bright with sunshine was just dark. And I just remember asking God what I should do and seeing the office gray like that. I was like, okay, God, I will, I will try to leave this building even if I have to die trying. And, uh, you know, I just even at that moment, the door came swinging in on me and it just, I, I held it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And I just ran and it just, it was, I felt like a little doll in a Pandora's box because I was getting shaken around in the hallway, even to get to the stairwell. And even to that moment, I put my hand on the, on the, handle to open it but I, I always remember like if it's hot you're not supposed to open the door I could not tell if it was hot or cold I 
I just, and, and I was so nervous. I'm like, and I was freaked out because I wanted to hurry up and go. And I was like, okay, Annabelle, slow down. You know, like, mm-hmm. what is it? Is it hot or is it cold? Cause my body was so, um, just all my nerves were just, uh, <laughs> going out of whack and just, I, uh, and then I was like, okay, it's cold. And then I op- I fling that door open as fast as I could. And it was just this, it was this, this toxic stench that just choked me, but it wasn't gray smoke, which was the oddest thing to me. And it, I was, and then, so it was hard to breathe because whatever was in the air was just, it was so strong and, uh, never smelled anything like that before. And, uh, I just, I leaped and I just step, step, and I jumped. And literally, um, I would step, step on the landing, and then I would jump only one foot to the middle of the flight of steps. And then with my other foot, then step, step. And I was just going down. And of course, hold my hand was holding on to the, to the handle. And I was just running and jumping as fast as I could. And it, it was, um, everything I saw on that stairwell was, uh, just unreal in terms of the, the hysterical people and seeing, um, you know, people being injured and burned and, and then seeing our firemen as well. Um, it, it, that one day I will, I will never forget. And for me, that was my, my one day of war experiencing that. And it was, um, I, I wish it upon no one to ever live through anything like that. Thank you, Annabelle, for telling that story. I, I know how that impacts you. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to cry because um, I remember that day, even though I wasn't there, I remember what I was doing and the exact moment I heard it. And because of that day, you know, I got deployed for war and people that I knew um, got killed, you know, people who were in the Pentagon. Um, There's a gentleman right now that I work with in my office who is in a wheelchair because he went to Iraq and as soon as he touched down, a sniper hit him in the neck and uh, paralyzed him. So I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry for your loss. Oh, I mean, we all had loss. I mean, we were all, you know, we were all touched, you know, because of that. And because of that day, there was no race, no gender, no Republican, no Democrat. We all just kind of came together as a people. Mm-hmm. And um, my question for you is that day, how, how did that impact your faith, your belief? Um, I, I, how, how, cause you, you know, you kept it, you kept it to yourself for 15 years. And I know that had to be hard. So how did that play into you being the person that you were then to the person you are now? Yeah. um, I think what 
was devastating to me um, shortly after because, of course, some people would find out that I worked there and, and that I survived. And in those few interactions, um, the fact that people would get so excited and have this entertained look on their face. And I know they're in awe. And so please forgive me, right? It's like, I'm not trying to pass judgment, but it was difficult to have something so traumatic be be viewed as like a, a spectacular entertainment story. And it was just so sensational. And, and, and that energy, I, I was just like, no, like, no, no, no. And then for me, that's where I realized, hmm, I, I, that's not why I want to share this. You know, too many people passed. People are mourning. I mean, the fact that I can breathe, the fact that I can feel and be on this earth. And, and there are so many people that weren't, that weren't able to make it out. And that guilt and then seeing that dynamic of that whole sensational I, I, ism, I, I was like, no, I can't be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so it was that that really pushed me away and, um, and also made me feel that um, I needed to find ways to heal myself because no one had gone through what I had gone through. And I didn't know really where to go. <laughs> right. So I was on a mission to just seek and and reach out to all the different people in my life, um, which is it, which is why afterwards, uh, my my nephew came and, and spent some time with me, and we got very close. Um, and then I, but it was just very difficult. So I went back home. Mm-hmm. And I went back to Seattle. Mm-hmm. So I lived in the Bronx at the time and then uh, went back to Seattle. And there is where I I did a 10-day meditation and was sitting in silence, uh, which I had never done in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. It was it was very difficult. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried it. <laughs> You couldn't write, listen to music. You couldn't speak. You couldn't speak, uh, touch someone else. So you're in a group setting and imagine walking around, getting food and not saying a word. Right. right? So, uh, that was a whole experience, uh, within itself. And then I, um, was invited to a sweat lodge, a a dear friend of mine, she's Native American, Carolyn had invited me and uh, we did a sweat lodge at her place in Indianola, which is, is, it's like the San Juan Islands, the islands off of uh, Seattle. Mm. And uh, I had never experienced that either. So even though I'm Latina Mm. and part native, I had, I heard of them, but I had never experienced one. And it was like being in the womb of mother earth. Mm. It was hot and it, because there's a fire inside. Mm-hmm. So having that experience where the fire once again was, I embraced it 
and it healed me mm-hmm. was a whole other <laughs> piece of my healing mm-hmm. in terms of how it opened me up. And and mind you, I grew up Seventh Day Adventist. Oh. I mean, I grew up Protestant Christian, okay. so I. Uh, observe the Sabbath, mm-hmm. Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. We go to church on Saturdays. Uh, and uh, so all of these different ways of healing were completely new to me. Right. Um, and, but they, they all helped me. One, uh, the meditation allowed me to understand myself the human construct that how my body felt and how that would trigger my emotions and trigger my, my mind. And so those, those three points being what I call the human triad. And that's how I was able to really observe myself. And when I would feel a particular way, be able to watch Mm -hmm. and then watch, watch, watch it bubble inside. And then it'll, and then if you don't react, if you don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) continue in a pattern, then you can finally slowly start moving out of certain behavior that you want to change. Right. And then, so that was huge for me because I had many different things that I wanted to change about myself, Mm -hmm. especially at that time. And my, you know, my faith in God has never wavered. Um, but I know I've prayed on my knees and, and, and I needed tools. Right. But the experience allowed me to realize like, wow, God, the only other time I felt like that in my 10 day meditation, I could, I actually felt my light Mm. where, you know, you read that in biology. Oh, we're atoms. The mil- at the molecular level, we're just energy. Mm-hmm. You can read it in the science book, but when you feel it, mm. when you feel that light, it's a whole other thing. Yeah. It's not just knowledge anymore. It's an experience. Yes. And that's what that 10-day meditation did for me. I felt my light. Mm-hmm. And the only other time I felt that was on September 11th when I, at the end of the day, when I finally got uptown and I got, I was able to, uh, there was a church there on Dykeman in, in Broadway and uh, I entered it. And for the first time I had felt my blood flow in my veins. I never felt that mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. ever. I didn't even know that was even a thing. I didn't even know it was possible. And so even in that duality, right, I had a terrible traumatic experience where I I felt my light, I felt my blood flowing. And then I had a a wonderful and, you know, 10 day meditation where I felt my light. And I think what I really grabbed from it was that our light, like God is always with us, no matter what, even in our darkest hour, even when we're on our highest high. And that I think is what shifted my, my, my spiritual awareness 
and also just how I view people and and us as being one and and really it just it completely transformed me mm-hmm. um having those two very opposite experiences that's amazing you say that because i i know exactly what you're saying because in my healing process like you say because you're explaining being mindful of yourself being present with you and what you're feeling, what you're thinking, um, and not being distracted. Am I correct? That's, you know, you're in touch with yourself for lack of better words. And that's how I felt when I finally had my, because I went through a breakdown period in my life where it just, I felt like the world's, the world was closing in on me. I started to feel despair of life. And then I shifted and that shift, I started to feel like you were saying the light. I started to feel, Ooh, okay. This is, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is how I'm supposed to be. Um, and I'm so glad that you're using your experience for, um, the betterment of others. You know, you're not just, like you said, you're not just telling a story to capitalize on it. You're not just um, doing it for the attention or the fame. You've, you've really taken something out of it and changed your life and you're using that to change others. And that's why I wanted to have you on because I, I saw that in you. I, I didn't see someone that was trying to make a name for herself or capitalize on something. And and I, when you were saying how people are in awe of you, when they find out, you know, what you've gone through, I understood that I could see that because I could see people going, Oh my God. Oh, really? Really? And, and I, I hope you didn't feel that way about me, but I just, I, I wanted your end result. And I guess, because like I said, because we're connected because of that date, Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew I, I didn't want to sensationalize that, but I knew and just seeing you, I said, she has a story to tell. She has a story to tell. And it is amazing. It's, it's not only amazing from the perspective that you are here to tell it, you know, <laughs> that's the amazing part, you know, one, but two, you healed yourself and you talked about you know, you're being silent and going to the different places, but tell me what else you did in that journey Um, over the 15 years from the time of the event to the time where you said, you know what, I'm healed enough where I want to talk about it. Tell me about that journey and what you did for you. Mm -hmm. So, so I guess I can share my journey, but literally if I discuss when I started sharing the story, I, the first time was on my 40th birthday. So that was only four years ago. So do you want to hear what I did from September 11th to now? Yeah. Just give me, four years? no, give me just, you know, um, a synopsis from September 11th to now, just the things you did to heal yourself that you felt were impactful. 
and mm-hmm. and you getting to where you are today, where you're you're healed enough to sit here with me today. Yeah. Um, well, I remember coming back. So I I actually ended up spending forty days and forty nights in the Northwest, <laughs> which all these numbers like are Noah. Just- <laughs> And so I come back to New York and um, I, I really, I, I started my own business. I, Lozy Lifestyle, I made body oils and I tried to share with people about feeding their skin. And then um, Lozy is actually Swahili. Oh. So it had a whole African mm. uh, persona and brand. How do you spell that? L-O-Z-I. Okay. Yeah, and then I'd 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 make a pear one, which was makuyo, or uh, like all these other um, fragrances. And there, I also would talk about foods. And then I studied to become a holistic health counselor, and that helped. So then I learned all about foods and different theories of food from different cultures around the world. And I did actually move into that realm of being a holistic health counselor and helping people with their relationship with food. And what I found was, wow, things from people's childhood come up when they talk about food. And there's a lot there. And there's a lot of healing that has to be done just in that space alone, mm-hmm. right? How our choose, how we choose our foods and what we choose to eat, depending on how we feel. And uh but then uh, I ended up working some time in uh, real estate in New York and in advertising. So I switched around mm-hmm. different industries, um, dancing here and there off and on um, as a B-girl, as a break dancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so definitely part of the, uh, I, I went the scene and, and built, that really became a family of mine. Um, and let's see, ended up getting married a year later, had my daughter and then, um, ended up moving back to Seattle in 09. And that, at that time I had, um, started a blog doing Queens Republic called Queens Republic. It was about women and basically, I, I made an analogy between uh, playing chess and the most valuable player in chess is the queen mm-hmm. and how we are queens. And, and just uh, so I did, a, I did a lot of writing mm-hmm. and that process helped me a lot. In fact, I've been writing. I just thought about this. I've been writing since third grade. Wow. I've wow. been I have a journal from third grade. And I didn't realize this because I, I I was looking at all my journals, like I have a lot of journals. And then I realized I've been writing for so many years. So I would say through throughout this whole experience, and even before I had even moved to New York, writing has been so such a healing uh, methodology, such time with myself, time with my thoughts. Uh, time with God, time to 
unpack how I feel when there's no one there to listen. And so um, I, I, I don't know if you journal or if you write at all, but I'd say journaling has really helped me tremendously throughout my life and um, has really helped my evolution and mm-hmm. in, in who I've become. So do you so like the person like- who you are today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love life. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I mean, I didn't even get to, yes, yeah, share. Uh, I've done so much advocacy and education and I ran for office. Oh, share, share, share. Tell me all about it. <laughs> so, so once Sophia uh, started school, I, I saw that th- there wasn't a lot of culture in, in the school setting. And so I wanted to bring the culture. So I, I did after school programs like mambo to hip hop. So I do dance classes mm-hmm. and teach the kids how to mambo and teach them how to break dance. And, and then um, there was systemic, uh, I'd say, lack of quality of education. So I did a lot of advocacy around that. Um, and that really transformed and became my thing, mm-hmm. uh, education advocacy and equitable education and I did work from the district to the regional South King County area of Washington state, and then also brought it to the state level with uh, the Every Student Succeeds Act. So bringing in the law, bringing in parent engagement. And then I, I was actually asked, would you run for office? And it was always something I wanted to do. And I had never been asked. So I said, yes. (laughs) In Washington state? Oh my goodness. For, for a state for a state senate, yes, for the 34th district. And I didn't know what I was saying yes to. <laughs> so how did that go for you? Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> it was a learning experience. Uh it it I learned so much. Um it would have been a better campaign had I done more planning and had all these different groups mm-hmm. because it's it's almost like a business launch and a brand and you have to do all this planning ahead of time and fundraising and it it was a lot but I I'm so happy I did it I I I actually did that in the midst of a divorce wow so it was it was not at the best time, but I also felt that you never know when you have an opportunity to do something. And so I wasn't going to let my divorce hold me back from a dream. Um, I think, of course, in hindsight, that probably did impact my campaign. Mm -hmm. Obviously it did, but um, it was my way of doing it. It was my way of pursuing a dream and also of transforming myself out of uh, my marriage. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, You have some amazing, like I said, you have an amazing story to tell, but it's funny listening to you say you ran for office. And I, I always keep the quote that Nelson Mandela said about, I never lose. I either win or learn. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's what you did. You may not have won, but you did win. You did. You learned a lot. 
it helped you in a way that you needed to be helped personally. Um, how old is your daughter now? Yes. Uh, well, Sophia's 12 and my daughter, Celine is 10. Oh, wow. Wow. See, yeah. I have a 12 year old son. So, um, yeah, so I, I know how that oh. is. <laughs> Yes, my daughter is 14 <laughs> and my son is 12. So <laughs> I love that. God bless them. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. So you've run for office. You're out. You know, you're this big advocate for education and equality. And I mean, what is it that you don't do? I mean, you're you're out and you're just you're just feeding the world. And it, I see it on your face. I see your you know, your positivity. And I love it. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I, um, I, in terms of healing, it was really hard to um, take action um, in terms of having something feel fulfilling. And in me serving it and, 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 volunteering and helping is really when I, I found more of myself. So as, as being a mother and, and that whole process was amazing for me. And also then, especially in the education space, serving in that way really helped me um, understand how, how much we are needed and that many people are needed in the community to, to help our children. Right. And, um, and so I, I feel like I, um, I always want to give more of myself, but also to share, I want to share all these experiences that I've, that I've gone through. Maybe someone is thinking about some, you know, school or how to make a school better, or they're thinking about the arts. And so, um, I just, I, like I said, in my story, I am a lover of life. <laughs> I really am. I mean, I, I, I feel so blessed to be here and I just want to be and do what I can while I'm here. So do you feel that you're doing what you were meant to be doing that what God created you to do? Are you doing that? Yes. And I, and that is the, el ultimo tarea. Like the last homework assignment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I would get so nervous. I'm like, oh no, I like I haven't done my assignment. And so I, I've always I, I am anxious, obviously. I, I deal with anxiety, mm -hmm. I deal with PTSD and, and so flying right I got always got me nervous and I'd pray like, okay, God, please let you know, give me more time. And <laughs> so um, but yes, I I finally feel like I'm exactly where I need to be and that things will evolve and progress. And however they do that, I'm, I just feel so happy that I'm here, that I've met you, that I've shared my story. I can't tell you how free I feel now. I just feel so liberated and I want others to feel that way too. I really want us all to feel liberated with, all the suffering and pain that we've gone through. And, and that's really what I want for everyone. 
you are inspiring me as I sit here and just I look at your face and your smile and you just you really seem happy from the inside out. And that is so that's what it's all about. You know, that's having that peace of mind, peace of um, yourself is that's what I strive for. I don't know what anyone else strives for, but <laughs> that's, that's my thing. <laughs> if I can have peace of mind. And like you said, there's so much going on in the world that we need more people like you, you know, it's, I'm so tired of the negativity that goes on. I'm, I'm tired of, you know, coming across people with bad attitudes and the negativity. I mean, there's so much life and so much that you can do to impact someone else and be of service. And I'm just so, I'm so glad you're touching people, you know, and, and letting people see that beautiful smile of yours is, it's amazing. It's an honor. I'm glad to know you. I'm glad to know you. I feel that way about you. And thank you for inviting me and having this platform and doing podcasts and hosting. It's, so much work and I just appreciate all that you that you are doing and that you have done as well and um and you serving our country thank you so much it was Veterans Day yesterday and I want to thank you so so much um you know my I my heart is always with veterans and firemen and everyone who serves and protects us so Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your support. But now we're going to go into our questions. Oh, okay. How fun. (laughs) (laughs) I love this part of the show because I get to really get to know a person. Okay. So you ready? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who or what motivates you? My mother, Michelle Obama. (laughs) (laughs) my daughters (laughs) wow okay what demotivates you when I can't add value when there's no when I can't make a ripple effect okay when was a time that something was said or done to hurt you but it worked for your good oh Um, wow. So many times. Um, I, I, criticism is, is I, I'm always open to it. I love feedback. Um, and sometimes it's harsh. Sometimes it's nice, but, um, I think I remember someone saying to me, are you afraid of success? And, uh, that, that, Open my eyes to, oh, what am I doing where it doesn't seem like I'm open to it, right? Mm-hmm. So that just made me think about my pattern and my limiting beliefs and, and how to show up and embrace and allow what's happening in my life. Mm, that's good. What is your fear? Oh, my fear. Um, I'd say my biggest fear is, um, in terms of my own behaviors when I am triggered 
negatively. Um, I don't, I don't want to be remembered that way, or I don't want that to be the last moment that I have with a loved one when I am triggered and I don't react the way I wish I would. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Um, let's see. Well, mostly on smaller items, on small things, but I have, I have pivoted a lot in my life. Um, I have pursued many different dreams. So in terms of the big things, no, I don't regret anything. No. Okay. So here's the opposite. Is there a time that you wish you had not done? Um, is there a time that I wish I had not done? Um, let me see. Maybe, maybe just to, to play out the story a little longer. Yes, there was one time. Okay. What is your definition of success? Um, my definition of success is to truly be at peace with who I am and really living out my potential, my fullest potential. That's however that looks like. And I think that that's, that's what I aspire to is to live out my potential. Okay. How do you recharge? Oh, (laughs) I stick to myself. I just, I just, uh, stay home or write or take a walk in, uh, at a park, but, um, I, I will spend alone time with myself. I like that too. Um, what are you awesome at? Oh, uh, salsa dancing. <laughs> like salsa. And I love the salsa. <laughs> yes, I do too. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yeah, we're going to be a bad combination. Um, (laughs) We're going to be a fun combination. (laughs) What legacy do you want to leave? Oh, a legacy. Um, A legacy of love. Yeah. Wow. So... Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. Motivational takeaway. I'd say that to not misuse your imagination and have it go to worry, use your imagination like when you're a child. Remember how it was when you were a child and just play out those visions and dream and spend time dreaming and spend time feeling those dreams. So you're seeing them, you're feeling, you got all your heart there and, and know that, and with that faith 
that faith in God, that faith in yourself, um, know that you, you can live that out. Wow, beautiful. So Annabelle, tell the listeners how they can connect with you. Oh, yay. <laughs> I'd love to hear from them. Uh, they can, I have a Facebook page called Step Step Jump at Annabelle Quintero. And I do have a long name. It's A-N-N-A-B-E-L-Q-U-I-N-T-E-R-L. And they can visit my page there. And I'd love to hear from them. Uh, and yeah, I think that that's the best place. <laughs> now, do you have anything coming on the horizon? Anything that's in the works that you want people to know about? Oh, yes. I, I'm actually, I am working on my book. And so of surviving September 11th and what happened that day. And, um, cause there's so many different pieces of the day um escaping the towers and then my my taxi ride that took all day going uptown and and then after that you know my healing process and the different things I did but I um I still want to thank you Trina thank you so much for this opportunity and thank you for even allowing me to share more of my story because I know that you heard three minutes of it (laughs) But that was so difficult for me to only keep it to three minutes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's why I wanted to get you on because I I knew (laughs) there was a lot more. And just everything that you've said today, I'm like, wow, wow, wow. You know, (laughs) running for office and, you know, advocate for education. I'm like, she's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Your reflection. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Thank you. I mean, we're definitely going to, you know, be friends and we're going to be in touch. So I won't say that, you know, this is the end. But thank you for coming on Trina Talk. And I know your story will inspire any and everybody. I mean, if it's nothing but just to heal themselves and to be true to who they are and who God has put them here to be. That's what I want that message to be. That's what I want the takeaway to be. And, you know, continue to let that light shine, girl. Continue to let that blood flow through your veins. Because you have a purpose. You have a purpose. Thank you. That's what I want for others, too. Yeah, you have a purpose. If you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.